Welcome back to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. I'm Nicholas Rod. And I'm Chris Baker. And you have found yourselves in the realm of failed elections once again. And this week, this week we have Mr. Cory Booker. Who is he, Chris? Cory Booker is 51 years old. He dropped out January 13th, 2020. And the simple reason that he dropped out was because he simply wasn't getting enough votes to meet the Iowa primary. He never was able to get above 4% in the votes. How sad. Now, Booker had a number of policies, so we decided to choose some of the more prevalent ones uh, that we could find. Uh, So we'll start out with crime. He was passionate about ending the war on drugs. He supported marijuana research as well as decriminalizing weed nationwide. Beyond that, he wanted to end the minimum sentences for nonviolent drug offenders. He wanted to increase funding for uh, prisoner reentry programs and end for-profit private prisons. He also wanted to make reforms to the discriminatory crime punishments. Now to piggyback off of that, his next big policies that he was talking about throughout his time running was his standpoint on guns. He supported the idea that citizens have every right to own a firearm. However, he also supported the idea of banning assault rifles completely. He wanted them gone, no more of them. Furthermore, he supported the use of background checks and wanted to keep people who were on terror watch list from buying guns. Which, uh, that seems pretty reasonable in my opinion. I think so. It's not like he's getting rid of all guns. He's just making things a little bit more safer for everyone. Well, yeah, I was I was more speaking too to the uh, terror watch list uh, idea. Well, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I don't think that's a bad idea. <laughs> I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, we move right along into environment. He is a huge supporter of animal rights, including being vegan. His thoughts are that the world will not be able to sustain uh, a first world consumption of meat uh, with the population rising at the rate that it has been over the years. He believes what the scientists say about global warming, meaning that he believes in the idea that it is a man-made issue. Uh, He backed the Green New Deal, which we talked about in our uh, discussion of Marianne Williamson. Um, It was a plan to uh, switch all energy to natural energy through mostly like solar panel technology and all that. Trillions of dollars would go into this, so do with that what you will. He wanted America to be the leaders of the change from fossil fuels to cleaner energy instead of letting other countries like China figure it out first. And that is his stance on that. Moving right on into his foreign policy, he was a firm believer and he wanted world peace. That was one of his main goals. Um, He wanted to find a way to bring soldiers back home from Afghanistan and didn't want support intervention in Syria 
Um, he also believed in a two-state solution to the Palestine-Israel situation. He also supported the Iran nuclear deal, which he grew criticism for. Overall, as I said, he wanted world peace. He wanted to bring soldiers home. That was kind of his main goal with his foreign policy. Yeah, world peace in any way possible. All right, and finally we move into immigration, and there's a lot here, so bear with me. Among Booker's stances on immigration, he believes immigrant detention should be eliminated to the extent possible. He has written that America needs to guarantee hormone therapy for transgender asylum seekers that have been detained. Regarding immigration detention, a joint letter dated June 2015 by 33 senators, including Gillibrand, Warren, and Sanders, criticized that as unacceptable and goes against our most fundamental values. In July 2018, Booker was among 11 senators to sign a letter requesting the agencies responsible for reuniting families uh, provide weekly updates until every child was returned to their parents in the form of a list of separated children a list of their parents and other adult members of their families, in addition to a list connecting the lists of children and parents and a briefing for the lawmakers on the strategies used to reunite families, and was one of 22 senators to sponsor the Stop Shackling and Detaining Pregnant Women Act, which, if enacted, would prohibit immigration officers from detaining pregnant women in a majority of circumstances and improve conditions of care for individuals in custody. In January 2019, Booker was one of 21 senators to sponsor the Dreamer Confidentiality Act, a bill imposing a ban on the DHS from passing information collected on, on DACA to ICE, uh, CBP, the DOJ, or any other law enforcement agency, with exception in the case of fraudulent claims, national security issues, or non-immigration related felonies being investigated. In a TV interview, he was asked what the people should do. The appalling silence and inaction of the good people, first of all, understand, I have said this for years, the power of the people is greater than the people in power. And the most common way that the people surrender their power is not recognizing they have in the first place. So, the first thing to do is just not to be silent. The second thing is that when I went down to the border, I was blown away by the volunteers I saw showing up there, the people that were willing to go out 
literally walk out onto the bridges where people are trying to do the legal thing and present them out for asylum. Change does not come from Washington. It comes to Washington. They can call, they can protest, they can serve, they can volunteer, they can give resources. Booker opined that the federal government's inability to construct the Trump wall for which President Trump declared a national emergency situation is not an emergency. That is his final and biggest policy that he has. Um, his campaign, it really did not grab traction um, because one of his main things is that he wanted world peace and he simply just wasn't grabbing the voters' attention doing that. He thought that the country needed a time of world peace and yes, world peace is a good thing, but sometimes that's simply not a possibility. You know, you have to keep in mind when his campaign's going on, there's a lot of other things going on in the world. And if it's not addressing the immediate issues of what's going on in the world and what they would do differently during that time, they just simply would not get the traction that they need to get from it. Yeah. Um, his policies, you know, a lot of them make sense. Uh, a lot of them do have some decent idealism behind them. However, they're just not structured, you know, in a way where they can really hit home. There's no true, you know, attack power behind them to really get into the voters' heads. Um, and, and it just lacked the necessary firepower that it needed to make it all the way through. Absolutely. And that is it for Cory Booker's campaign and why it failed and, and why he didn't grab traction. Next week, we'll be talking about John Delaney and why his campaign failed. In the meantime, make sure you listen to our weekly podcast on current events Friday morning. And until then, you can find us on Twitter at, at BlindBoyPolitik. And of course, that is also on Instagram. Um, you can find our personal accounts on Twitter with Chris's, it is at C underscore Baker 002, Baker being B-A-K-E-R. For myself, it's at blinding underscore aura. That is blinding underscore A-U-R-A. And that is it for this week's round of failed elections. See you next week, guys. See you guys.